Chapter 3 of The Frithiof Saga. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Johan, Highland, California, USA. The Frithiof Saga by Ferdinand Schmidt. Translated by George Upton. Chapter 3. King Belay and Thorsten, his faithful old brother-in-arms, were now bowed with the weight of many years, like two ruined temples, upon whose walls are graven runes of wisdom, still powerful to stir the hearts of reverent beholders. One day the king said to Thorsten, My friend, the evening of life draws on. No longer has the mead its wonted flavor, and heavy grows the helm upon my weary head. The world grows dim before my eyes, but clear and bright toward me streams the light of Valhalla. Therefore I have summoned our sons hither. As we have ever stood fast by each other, so it is my wish that they should do. With this and other matters I would charge the young eagles, ere my lips are sealed by death. The three youths soon entered the royal hall. Helga, the oldest, first. Pale and gloomy of countenance was he, as if the terrors of the death kingdom had set their seal upon him. With blood-stained hands, fresh from the sacrificial grove he came, for he was wont to tarry there, communing with seers and soothsayers. Behind him followed Halfden, his brother, whose bright locks framed a face noble indeed of feature, but weak and effeminate in expression. The sword at his side seemed worn but in jest, and he looked like some fair maid who had sportively donned the garb of a hero. Last came Frithioth, a blue mantle hanging from his shoulders, and taller by a head than his companions. As the three stood before the king, it was like the bright noonday between rosy morn and dusky night. Then the king began, My end is nigh, O sons. Wherefore I charge ye, govern the land in harmony." for union is like the lance-ring, without which the strength of the lance is lost. Let force stand guard before the country's gate, but within its boundaries cherish the holy blossoms of peace. Lift not your swords save against the foe. Let your shields be the safeguard of the peasant's home. A foolish prince is he who opposes his own people, for as their strength is, so is his own. The leafy crown of the tree, whose sapless trunk is rooted in bare rock, soon withers. Four pillars of stone support the dome of heaven. The throne rests only upon one, the law. Woe to the land where violence reigns, for thereby shall both ruler and people perish. The gods, O Helga, do indeed dwell in temples, but not in them alone. So far as the voice can reach, so far as the sun's golden beams can penetrate, or the thoughts of man can fly, so wide are the halls of their boundless sanctuaries. The blood of sacrificial victims oft deceives. Runes, however so deeply graven, are sometimes proven false. But upon a just and upright heart, O Helga, Odin hath inscribed runes which God and man may trust. As the flowers adorn the brazen shield, so doth gentleness become strength. It is not winter, but balmy spring that opens the bud of life. Make to yourself true friends, a friendless chief, be he ever so mighty, is like a tree whose bark has been stripped away by storms. But he who is blessed with true friendship is like the forest giant, shielded from tempests by the companions that surround it. Boast not of thy ancestors' deeds and honors. What avails the heritage of a mighty bow which thou hast neither the strength nor skill to bend? The fame of thy sires rests with them in the grave. In its own waves the rushing stream follows onward to the sea. Then, 
Turning to his second son, the king continued, Thou too, Halfton, hear my words and treasure them in thy heart. A pleasant wit is the adornment of the wise, but idle chatter befits none, least of all a prince's son. Honey is sweet, but without hops no mead can be brewed. Put steel into thy sword, Halfton, and earnestness into thy play. Never yet lived there a man who knew too much, however famed for wisdom, but countless is the number of those who know too little. Disregarded at the feast sits the fool who holds the seat of honor by right of birth alone. Tis to the wise man the guests lend ear, however lowly be his seat. Choose not every man to be thy blood-brother. An empty house stands open to all who pass. The rich man's door is barred. Entrust thy confidence to but one. What is known to three is known to all the world. The old king ceased, and Thorsten rose. To permit thee, King Belay, to wander through Odin's halls, befits not one who hath ever been thy comrade upon earth. Together we have shared life's changes, and in deaths methinks we shall not be parted. Then to Frithioth, his son, he said, The years have whispered many a counsel in my ear for thee, my son. As Odin's birds hover about the burial mound, so do the teachings of experience linger on the lips of age. This above all else lay thou to heart, honor the gods. From them alone spring all blessings and prosperity, even as it is they who send the storm-wind and the life-giving sun-rays. They gaze into the heart's most secret depths, whither no man's eye can penetrate. Avoid evil. Long years must oft do penance for one hour's sin. Obey the king. One must be lord over all, if the land would prosper. The night hath many lights, the day but one. Willingly should the better man do homage to the best. One handle only hath the sword. He who grasps it elsewhere wounds his hand. Strength is a gift of the gods, but without judgment forces of small avail. The bear hath the strength of twelve men, yet he is slain by one. Against the sword thrust hold the shield, against violence the law. Guard thy heart from pride. Few are moved to fear thereby, but all to hate. The more arrogant thou growest, the nearer is thy fall. Many have I seen soar high who must now go on crutches. Praise not the day before its end, the mead before tis drunk, nor the counsel before tis proved. Youth is prone to trust the lightest word, but battle tests the value of a blade, and friendship is tried by need. Trust neither the ice of a night nor the snows of spring. It is true of all men that strength of body and mind must pass away, but the fame of an upright man lives on forever. Therefore, O oh my son, resolve only what is noble, do only what is right. So spake the aged heroes, whose sage warnings are still passed from mouth to mouth in the Northland. They further charged their sons to perpetuate the friendship that had bound them together through life in weal and in woe. Ever back to back we stood when danger threatened, said King Belay, and if it came still closer, then with one shield we met it. Hold fast together as one man, ye three, and never shall the Northland see your overmatch. For strength bound to kingly rank and power is like the steel rim that encircles a shield of gold. Fail not to greet for me my fair rose Ingeborg, who in peace and quiet hath bloomed as becomes a royal maiden. Shield her well with brotherly love and loyalty, that no rude tempest bear away my tender flower. Be thou a father to her, Helga. Guard her as your own child. Yet forget not that harsh constraint will oft revolt a noble heart which by gentleness may easily be guided in the path of virtue and custom. Let our weary bodies be laid to rest beneath two grave mounds, on either side of the stream, that its rushing waters may chant for us eternal praises of the heroes. Oft at the midnight hour, 
when the pale moon sheds her silvery splendors and the cooling dews descend upon our mounds shall thou and i my thorsten discourse of olden days across the flood and our voices will mingle with the murmuring of the waves and now dear sons farewell farewell leave us in peace that far from the court we may prepare ourselves to enter into the glories of valhalla End of chapter 3. Recording by Johan, Highland, California, USA.